Hi friends and welcome to the Do Life Better podcast where you will find all the tips, habits and strategies you need to help you do your life just that little bit better each and every day. My name is Dave Jorner and thank you very much for choosing to spend some time with me today. Now during this COVID-19 time, one of the things I've been working a lot on, probably the most in fact, is working on who I'm being on the inside because who you are on the inside your internal experiences guide and shape and create the lens through which you see the world around you. It creates the way you interpret what's happening and then how you react or how you respond to people around you. And one of the things I've been doing with that is meditation. Um, I've been finding moments during the day to be more mindful, but particularly now, one of the things I've been really conscious about is doing Keely meditation in the morning and also at night. And I used to only try to do this once a day, but now I've been doing it twice a day. And I think one of the things that's been helping with this is a lot more flexibility around my daily routine. Now that I'm working from home, um, it's a lot more predictable, uh, the timing I have for everything now. So it makes it a lot easier to put that time aside. And it's kind of like when I start the meditation, it's the sense of I'm returning home. Sounds a bit weird and I don't know any other way to explain it, but there's this sense of comfort of security in that I'm returning home now. Like at first it was a bit of a chore. I need to make time for mindfulness or for meditation, but now it's like it's a joy. It's a beautiful way to start the day and then to end the day. And as you know, my sons have been doing um, mindfulness in the mornings. And just the last two days, finally, my youngest son has been able to sit still. For anyone who knows him, he cannot sit still at all. He just he just cannot do it. But yesterday, I, I mentioned something about uh, Kung Fu Panda. He, he absolutely loves Kung Fu Panda. They've watched all three movies in the last week. And there's something about being a dragon warrior that he loves. And we were sitting down outside to do uh, mindfulness. It's only like three minutes for him. And I said something about, okay, today you're going to be the dragon warrior. And so he sat down there. He held his hands in the traditional meditation pose where your finger and your thumb join and then your other fingers are open. And he stayed absolutely still for about three minutes as we did this meditation process. I'd never seen him sit still before. And I was actually in awe. Like, he looked so calm and so peaceful. And afterwards, I said, Eli, what did you say to yourself? How did you keep yourself still? Like, were there thoughts in your head? Because normally thoughts just rush in his head all the time. I said, how did you still yourself? And he he said that I just told my brain to stop thinking. I mean, how beautiful is that? And I wish that I could do that that easily myself. But he just said, I just told my brain to stop thinking. I just got rid of my thoughts. And in fact, one of the things Matt Griggs talks about in this chat coming up is when you're a child, it's a lot easier to train yourself, to train your mind to be quiet and to be still. I can't wait to see what happens with my sons or both of their meditation practices the year goes on as the years go on because I know for me even just in these last couple of weeks I've been at home purposefully and intentionally doing Keely meditation morning and afternoon and journaling afterwards is already making a big difference for me. So today um, we're going to dive into this a lot more and I'm really excited to bring you this chat with Matt Griggs today. Uh, his previous two episodes are some of the most popular over the last hundred or so uh, episodes of the Do Life Better podcast. Um, the last conversation I had with him went for so long that we split it over two episodes, in fact, number 83 and 85. So if you are new to the Do Life Better podcast, I really do encourage you after you listen to this one. Go back and listen to number 83 and 85, and it might help just to give you a little bit more context around some of the things that we talk about in today's episode. And by the way, as I chatted to Matt, uh, one of the things I mentioned at the end is how I finished up feeling so much more calm just about myself um, towards the end of the conversation just because of his calming presence. And I wonder if you'll pick that up as we go as well. Now, um, again, for those of you who are long-time listeners, part of the Do Life Better family, you may remember Matt Griggs. For those of you who are new, Matt is a high-performance coach hailing from Sydney. He is a former professional surfer himself, and Matt has coached world champions 
Australasian champions and published two bestsellers, coached and lectured on performance to many leading executive groups worldwide. Matt is at the forefront of performance coaching, having worked with Mick Fanny, who was a world champion surfer, and Stephanie Gilmore, who is a world champion surfer, and Owen Wright, who is a current world tour surfer. He also works with first grade NRL players and many other elite athletes. Uh, Matt also teaches a unique meditation called Keely, and this is what we'll be talking about quite a bit today. Keely meditation helps people detach from disharmonious thoughts and emotions, so they may distill their natural ability to its purest point. Now, in this chat today, uh, Matt dives into how our emotions are infectious. Uh, He also talks about, again, being open to everything and affected by nothing. I asked Matt about, does he still react to other people and the environment? And I love his response. He talks about becoming consciously aware and the survival of the wisest and how Keely meditation can help you stop looping through those unhelpful thought processes. We dive into a lot more in this episode as well. Uh, I know that you're going to really enjoy it. I love chatting with him for his words of wisdom, the way that he challenges my own thoughts and thinking and ways of being as well. So I know that if you're someone who's wanting to do your life just that little bit better, you're really going to get a lot out of this chat with Matt Griggs today. So let's get into it. Here is Matt Griggs. Hi, Matt. Thanks for joining me today. No worries, Dave. Good to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Um, This is a, a, a chat I've been looking forward to, actually, since we hung up from the last one um and there's i've been looking forward to this for a number of reasons one is because from all the different interviews i've done over the years matt there's a couple of phrases from the guests that are like an ongoing mantra for me in a number of ways and there's one of yours that's an aspirate that that is both aspirational but also helps me in the moment there's one of your phrases. You probably have it on mine now, but just really quickly, if I can, tell you a quick story about it. So the, even just this morning, we went to get our flu shots. Um, and my youngest son was asking if they have the coronavirus flu shot already. <laughs> but anyway, now for me, needles, I, I have a bit of a fear. Not a bit. I have a pretty large fear for needles. I've passed out in, in years gone. Um, and I think my sons have picked that fear up from me. Last time we had the flu shots, they were – pretty nervous, pretty fearful. It took a long time. This morning, um, my eldest one wanted to go first. And while he's getting his flu shot, I could feel my heart rate going. I could feel the anxiety kicking in. And I started doing that thing. And see, normally I'm, I'm getting a lot better now. I've been practicing the Keely meditation. Um, and I'm getting better now at letting go of emotion, processing it, understanding it, letting it go. But the needles is such a strong fear for me that I was getting anxious about being anxious. I was getting worried about being anxious about being anxious because I, I felt like I needed to be brave for my sons because if I was brave, then hopefully they'd be a bit better. Then all of a sudden, as I was standing there while my eldest son was getting his needle, your phrase of open to everything affected by nothing popped in my head. <laughs> and maybe it's because we're interviewing today or you know, just because I've been thinking about that a lot anyway. And I kind of smiled and laughed at myself and just thought, oh, this anxiety, this fear is allowed to be there. Yeah. And what I realized was I wasn't being open to the experience. I was trying to push it away. I was trying to deny it. I was trying to fight the experience. Um, and that affected by nothing, that really kind of hit home then, that, okay, I can have all of this anxiety with me right now all of this intense, real fear of a silly needle, but I don't have to let it affect me as such. So yeah. I really opened up to the experience of the moment and then I was fine, completely fine. So Matt, thank you. You helped me this morning. <laughs> well, if you look closely, it's, it's uh, the fear is not real. Like the, the only real fear is when we're actually in present physical danger. So a needle's not going to be a dangerous thing to your life. Um, so it becomes a self-created uh, fear. And for your children, if, if they're watching you, and particularly if they're young, they still tend to be empathetic with you. So if you're scared, they'll be scared because they kind of look to you to see if it's safe or not. Um, so here we are, you know, and particularly in these days where we've got this, you know, thing going on in the world, um, 
to me, you know, like it's one thing to have your immune system strong so you are healthy and that you can, um, you know, uh, be strong through times of possible infection and stuff like that. But more importantly, to have your mind strong because if you're in a place of harmony inside, if your mind feels strong and, and caring and, and loving and, and free, um, then you are less likely to become infected by worry and fear and anxiety. And to me, that is the biggest infection in the world is mental infections because uh, beyond your self-control, like the reality is you infected your kids with fear. Mm. They didn't have that before. And now they might be, have a fear of needles for the rest of their life. Yep. Crazy. And this is just one small example. And this is, you know, this will only happen for a few seconds, you know, a few times in their life. But Consider how many other fears people have in their mind that are, are manifesting as inefficient behavioral traits that we then pass on, you know what I mean? Not just to our children, but we can infect other people with our worry, with our anxiety. Mm. One thing to certainly keep your immune system strong, but keep your mind strong. So what you infect other people with is positivity, is harmony, is care, is uh, all freedom happiness, joy, instead of the worry, the anxiety, the depression, etc. If people really knew how infectious that was, they would, they would uh, be a lot more careful. Oh, for sure. And that's one of the reasons I have been looking forward to chatting with you today, to ask you a lot more about keeping the mind strong. And particularly in terms of how we might be infecting each other with the fear during these times. Before we do, though, um, and one of the things I've also been looking forward to is a bit of a catch-up. has been what's over a year. It would be over a year since we last chatted. Um, so I'd love to know, Matt, what if, what's one thing, and this could be a tough question, it's been a long time, but what's one main thing that you've learnt or developed within yourself over the last year? Um, well, it's an ongoing thing because I, I, I certainly feel humble enough to say I haven't mastered anything but I, I definitely feel more detached and, and the detachment is, as we spoke about last time is an openness to everything effect, you know, affected by nothing. This is your strength. So I, I, I feel more than ever a clear difference between how I feel and how something else is, whether it's a person or a thing outside of myself. And I don't feel influenced by it in any way. I just, I'm just watching it, but I'm more connected to myself so in, in doing so, I just feel so much more self-aware because there's no interference to how I feel. And I, I'm at the same time, this, this detachment is giving me so much clearer perception on how somebody else is feeling and how somebody else is doing. Um, so, yeah, my perception has grown tremendously, my ability to sense what's happening in the world and at the same time, my ability not to be affected by it. Wow. Do you find yourself still reacting sometimes? Very rarely, extremely rare, rarely, though I know what it's like. And, and this is the first thing that people will learn, as you would have learned when you started doing Healy meditation, because if you look at the world, everyone's in action, reaction, and that's what you're talking about, rea being reactionary. So I would love to say something like, you know, it is your choice to step up in life and, and do the right thing, or it is your choice to step down. But who would consciously step down? You know what I mean? Who, who would consciously start being negative and start whinging and complaining mm. about that? Because if you really sensed yourself, you would stop it immediately. So what we need is self-control, where you realize what you're doing in real time. Um, if you do not have this self-control, you're in action-reaction, which is um, uh, can not only affect you, but it can also affect others. That's why principle one of the Keelian, I think, for all humans to evolve their mind is to learn to become consciously aware. Remember, that means you know what you're doing while you're doing it. So you can set things in motion that, that should be set in motion, not uh, setting other things in motion that are going to end up not turning out so well. Well, thank you. Um, so in terms of there's so many questions I could keep asking around that too. I want to get on with the catch up first. So we'll get back to that. I've noticed that the, you are still doing, you're turning your conferences now into online conferences, online learning programs. What's the value that you're really wanting to put out there into the world? Like if there's one message that you could give the world or that you're working on giving right now, what would that message be? 
um, to evolve, to be more harmonious and to, to evolve into having more wisdom. Um, I feel like there is enough knowledge in the world and, and usually enough knowledge within people. Um, but what tends to be missing is wisdom. So uh, this is a state of mind that can be trained, you know, by Akili meditation is to what's the difference? Knowledge is your understanding of, of the outside world and what's happening, but wisdom is how it actually helps. Mm. So to, for me, I feel like we're heading into like a, a, a more, a, a different evolution. Like it used to be evolution of the, you know, survival of the fittest, so to speak. Now I, I feel like it should be heading into survival of the wisest because we, let's face it, we need to wise up. You know, like people are hurting each other. People are negative with, and, and, uh, angry and, 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 you know, there's rates of depression, and anxiety are, are going through the roof. It's not wise to be like that. So all these doing exercises don't really help that. We need a way to understand our being nature so we can be more wise. The doing is secondary. If you're being wise, you will do good things. But everyone, we, we need to not miss the point. And, and what I mean by that is, as I would have described last time, the second point is what we're doing, what we're working with in the outside world with people, places and things. But the subject here is you. So how often do you do you have a way and, and do your listeners have a way to detach from the outside world and, and, and reflect inwardly on how you're going um, so that you can evolve your state of mind to be more harmonious in the world and be less affected by fear? Um, whether it's your own or someone else's, because, I mean, here's a good question for you. Do you have a way to protect yourself against other people's fear, against uh, dysfunction in the world, uh, against other people's ignorance? Because if, if, if you don't have perception, if you can't see for yourself, then you're in danger territory of accepting other people's stuff. <laughs> I don't want to swear. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that right now, isn't there? Totally. Yeah. So, you know, your self-protection is to learn to see for yourself, your self-protection, because you've, you know, uh, I, I saw recently that one of the uh, original definitions of the word sin, you know, in association with the Bible is to miss the point. And when we're ignorant, we miss the point. So what's our, what's our, uh, um, how do we become more aware? How do we, we, which is, the evolution from ignorance of not knowing and how do we become more knowing, you know, as, as, as humans where we know what we're doing and we know not just when we're interacting with other, other humans, so we can interact in a much more harmonious and positive way, but in, in all areas of life. So I hope everyone's sort of seeing this, what's happening in the world right now, not only is an opportunity to, you know, evolve their immune system and, you know, systems of business and stuff like that, that's all secondary, but, I hope they're taking a pause and looking at their life and, you know, what do we say? Do life better? Look, at <laughs> and how do I live better? You know, this, everything else is secondary. Yeah. And so one other question I've been asking the guests at the start is it been a catch up. What's something that you've been most grateful for over the last year? Again, I know that's pretty broad, but what's something maybe is one, two or three things. What have you been most grateful for? My mind immediately just says life because we have one. <laughs> what, a, what a great starting point, you know what I mean? To troubleshoot anything that might be interfering, troubleshoot, because we all have challenges and, and challenges make us stronger. You know, that's just a reality. It's without challenges, we don't really get stronger. So uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for my life. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh Coming from my heart, I, I'm truly grateful that I, I, I have one. Nice. So then getting back to some of the points you raised earlier, how do we make the most of this life that we have, particularly during these crazy times now? You spoke about fear is infectious and we need to act not just with knowledge but with the wisdom and we need to be able to detach from other people's emotion and detach from our own and take valued action. What are some things that we can do right now to stay mentally strong? Well, absolutely practice Keely meditation because Keely meditation in the true sense of the world is that word is a detachment um, technique. Um, meditation in definition means to be at one point. Uh, 
So you, you train your mind to be still at one point, and that is detachment. You, you, you stop looping through negative thoughts. You stop looping through things that you don't need to think about and stop, you know, you start to develop the self-control and the conscious awareness to, to know what it is that you're setting into motion. So being dualistic creatures, you know, it, it pays to take care of your physical vessel, you know, mm -hmm. so do breathing exercises, exercise, get sunlight every day, move, you know, do do the things that make you healthy, but um, uh, without paying attention to our mind, uh, which has a deeper um, influence not only on our, our health, but um, certainly, of course, on our happiness, then we, we tend to miss the point. So if we can have a dualistic sort of basic understanding of, of the mind-body connection and have a way to bring them both into harmony, um, then life will just get better and better. Uh, yeah, you'll be less likely to be, you know, affected by all the stuff in the world, you know, and, and, and become a more uh, natural human being that's just, you know, in, in your own process of evolution and helping other people do the same thing. So then when, with with your Gilly meditation and with your ability now to um, be an observer, when something happens that would have previously triggered you, but now you're able to observe, do you go into a conscious awareness of what's happening and this conscious awareness of the emotion coming in? Like, um, I spoke on a previous solo round about one time I, which has happened a number of times now after practicing Keely meditation, where I feel this ball of anger, this ball of energy coming from outside entering into my body. And then I have this moment of realization of, oh, that's anger. And then for me, processing that was a lot easier than the fear this morning. <laughs> but I have this realization of that's anger. And then it's this conscious step of what am I going to do with that? Um, let it go, breathe, and then who do I want to be next for my sons who, you know, this this um, situation with them might be causing me uh, to experience anger or maybe it's when someone is right on my tail in the car um, and being driving dangerously, that's causing me anger. Um, so for me, the next step is more of a conscious approach. W what is it for you? Is it is it conscious or does it kind of just automatically happen for you? Um, it, it can be either. Uh, if you, because we talked about compartments last time, so if we use the needle as an example, like somewhere in your history, you've had a bad experience with a needle, and that compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. Side of you and formed an emotional button or an emotional trigger. So as soon as someone even talks about needles, that emotion will, will rise. Um, so with this practice, you learn detachment from the internal uh, compartments, from these emotional buttons that manifest as inefficient behavioral traits. Until you lose these emotional buttons, which are the baggage of the soul or the rust of the soul, the, the trauma, the weight, the, the, uh, the emotional baggage that we're carrying around, um, it will be affecting you. Mm. So with conscious awareness, you can sense that anger in real time and go, okay, I better not move with that because I'm going to hurt something or someone and that's not going to work. Mm. That's great. But in time, you'll detach from it completely. Where Because like anything in life, whatever you feed grows. And conversely, whatever you starve dissipates. So as you give it no energy, the anger, it starts to dissipate. And then all of a sudden someone's driving on your tail or someone pulls out a needle and you think to yourself, oh, wow, it's just a needle. Mm. doesn't affect me at all. No, no emotional baggage. Why? Because it's completely gone. Mm. So the beauty of Kili meditation, it is not a coping technique. It is a cleansing one. So things that used to affect you no longer do. And that to me is just godsend in this you know, world where let's face it, no one gets through unscathed, you know? <laughs> we don't always have the awareness to know what to do. So we, we take things to heart, we bottle emotion, and then all of a sudden we're carrying that around. And as I say, that can manifest as these inefficient behavioral traits and we get triggered so easily. So we need a way to, to detach from, from this previous trauma and this, these previous misunderstandings and non-understandings. So you can be open and present to the experience of life, not just triggered all the time where we become reactionary. Mm. Thanks. And I'm, I'm trying to um, not bring up all the same questions from last time. And I really encourage listeners to please go back and listen to episode 83 and 85. 
um, for more information about the Keeley practice and that as well. But I want to ask you a couple of next step questions. So when I've been practicing, I've been doing it more often at the moment and you know, maybe up to 10 minutes at a time, morning and night, uh, with some journaling afterwards as well. And one thing I've been noticing is that I've been trying to come down to the, the, um, the Keeley down the center. So you do the, the surface of the mind and come on down to the inner presence. And I find that I'm still thinking my thought processes are still happening. Then I realize that, no, I'm still at the surface of my mind. I'm not able to go deeper. Yes. Uh, what, what can you, I, I, and I read the book, I downloaded the book as well. And I read through that and, um, it's it, that after reading that book is when I actually had that awareness that no, even though I thought my awareness was dropping deeper, it actually wasn't. It was still at the surface of my mind, still behind the eyes there. What can I do? How do I work on that to let my attention and stillness go lower? Um, yeah, you've got to calm through the thinking process because the, the, the brain remember your conscious awareness is just wherever your attention is so you're trying to drop your conscious awareness below the surface of the mind and and, and into the greater keely which is around about where your heart is your center and very hard to do if you've got brain chatter or if you've got control issues mm. because the brain likes to control information and, and you'll feel like you're losing control when you come into the greater keely i mean let's face it when did you ever actually have it <laughs> so you you just give it up you know but in time you've, you've got to be okay with that because, I mean, if anyone's got anxiety issues, I guarantee you it's because of control. And this came up in class recently. Someone said, why is it that people, you know, in, when they're stressed or whatever, they, they seek, you know, outward comfort? I say, well, first, you, you seek what you don't have. If you, if you are looking for outside comfort, that is because you do not have it inside of yourself. Um, how can anything outside of you replace what's missing inside? So let's, as humanity, start to realize that if you're cold, you can put a jumper on, but if you're anxious, how can a jumper help? Or how can help? Or how can a book help? It can, it can only direct you inside where you can deal with it yourself. Um, so what we need to learn to do is to, in time, calm through brain function with our conscious awareness and to learn to detach from it where you get into the great Achille and you stop feeding this particular dysfunction. Um, you just start to become a more mindful creature, not a heady one, not an intellectual one. Um, and in doing so, you just become, uh, you get into your being nature. Because remember, the brain has a, a doing, it's, it's associated with doing. That's where all your programs are, your technique for walking, talking, etc. has a doing nature, whereas your mind in the greater Keely has a being nature. So you learn to just get into your being nature. But that means you've got to learn to give up control, which is not easy in the beginning. Um, if we can get the kids doing it, it's, it's actually easier for them because they haven't turned into massive, heady creatures yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they haven't lost all that connection, you know, and that's part of the problem is we've become disconnected from feeling. Remember, your life is how you feel about it, not how other people see it. Um, so how connected are you to your feeling sense? Uh, this just takes time, you know, and I, anyone that's doing it in the midst of the practice now, like yourself or, or anyone that's just beginning, just be patient with yourself, be persistent, do your practice. And, you know, I'm 14 years down the road with this and I'm nowhere near perfect, but God, my life's better. Mm. And then I, as I mentioned before, I'm noticing a lot of small changes. Even one day as I was driving, I was driving home and I noticed that I could see more clearly at the side windows. And I, that reminded me of what you said about Mick Fanning, how he can see more out in the surf. And it must have just been be, by not being in such of a threat state, um, by calming the mind, just the peripheral vision opening up way more. Um, so, okay, in terms of the Keeley meditation, when I am able to switch off the mind more, I find that I'm still focusing on my breathing. <laughs> I can't switch off from focusing on my breath. And in the book, it said that you should be like, you get to a stage where it is possible for the breathing to continue without having your attention on it. Is that just with practice? Yes, totally. Well, it's happening at night when you sleep, right? You don't have to consciously breathe. True. So, um, yeah. Have you done breathing exercises before? Is that, uh, yeah. So I do, when I do the, um, the Wim Hof breathing style, exercises with the breath retention at the end yep. um, I can feel the tingling through my body 
but because I'm not breathing, I'm able to be a lot more still then. I'm able to get a lot closer to a state of nothingness. I can yeah. feel the tingling sensation, but that's about it. Yeah. But if I'm meditating, I can still feel the breathing. Yeah, that's yeah. It's hard to let go of physical sense consciousness. But the, yeah, just a quick tangent. The Wim Hof breathing is a very wise thing to do right now. Um, that'll uh, you know encourage more white blood cells. It'll strengthen the immune system, strengthen the cardiovascular system. Mm. Very good thing to do. Plus, when most people are in an energy deficit, they're, they're not breathing well. Um, and because they're mostly living in a state of stress, that, that depletes the immune system too. So Wim Hof breathing is a very, very good thing to do. And so One, just to check, you do the, the 36 and then the breath retention, is that right? And then yeah. sometimes you do the push-ups with breath retention. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. And again, if you want more listeners, go back episode 85, that one is. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, so yeah, when you get yourself into an energy surplus, then your body's not stressed anymore. But if you don't have enough energy, your body can easily go into stress mode. Um, yeah, so you want to calm down. But uh, the Wim Hof will help you with that. In, in terms of the practice, we learn in time to, to detach from physical sense consciousness. So the brain has uh, physical is, is associated with physical sense consciousness, and you start thinking about breathing or you know thinking about something. Um, your mind or your greater Keely, because you don't detach from your mind, your mind's associated with your spirit. You detach from the thinking process and you detach from stress and you detach from fear. You cannot detach from your mind. That is the only thing you're connected to. Um, so it's brain chatter technically not uh, that we're trying to detach from and stress and fear. So you connect to your mind. Your mind is associated with your spirit. It is not a good thing if you disconnect to that. Um, and in time, you learn to get out of the brain chatter and out of the stress and you get into what your mind has, which is conscious awareness, that faculty that makes you aware of your environment, whether it's outside like where you are when you're driving your car or inside, like this is the emotion that I'm fe um, feeling right now, or I've just had a massive realization about my life. Um, so yeah, the, the compartments or dysfunction, you know, like that we have inside that, that has no awareness at all. So you'll notice that when you get triggered, we tend to be out of control. The, the brain has physical sense consciousness and our mind has conscious awareness. So this is just, this is how we become wise. We learn to, to calm through brain chatter so you can use your brain because your brain's amazing. And, uh, uh, I, you know, this is kind of funny, but the main reason to have a brain is to learn not to be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> your brain has memories. And if you've done something or if you've observed something before that didn't work, then why are we repeating that? That's the definition of stupidity, right? Mm -hmm. But it, your, your brain just has the memories. It's a, it's a memory center. Whereas your mind has conscious awareness, which is what helps you in real time. And since that's the only place you can live in present time, you learn to become consciously aware and you open your mind to present time unaffected by anything that's happened in your past. And the only time fear should ever affect you is when you're actually in danger. That's it. But uh, if we're really truthful, we'll see it's, you know, fear affects us a lot more than that. And mm. people need to have a very honest conversation with themselves and realize their enemy is not other people. It's not coronavirus it's not the government it's not their siblings you know it's not the people that are judging them all the time it's their own fear inside um that is your greatest adversary and and when you learn to become fearless that becomes your ultimate strength is fearlessness we're seeing so much um outcome of fear right now the, the yeah. lack of toilet paper the lack of pasta the lack of hand sanitizer and 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 disinfectant wipes and, and so much how um earlier you said that fear is is contagious um as an to, observer sorry to a reactionary mind yes absolutely and what can we how can we help our friends how can we help our family who we might see and even ourselves you know um acting in ways that's an outcome of fear particularly during this time, what can we do to help them out? How can we help them navigate this time? Um, be non-reactionary to it because you'll notice when people are dysfunctional, they're very needy. It's trying to feed off something else. I mean, the, 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 uh, if you look at what a virus is, it's, it's, it's something that needs a host. It needs to live off something else to survive. And when people are dysfunctional and fearful, they almost become a virus themselves. 
because it is the dysfunctional um, uh, states of mind that become very needy. It's always demanding attention. It always wants someone to agree with them. It always wants validation. So if someone's coming at you with a lot of fear, the best thing to do is to give it nothing. Be non-reactionary. Be consciously aware. Be present with them, caring, but don't be in fear mode. And then hopefully that will just influence their mind in a harmonious way where they can go, well, Dave's not fearful. And then they reflect back and go, why am I scared? Why am I fearful? So you're present with them and, and people like it when you're present with them, but you're just not validating their fear because you don't agree. No, it's, this is not a time to be fearful. This is a time to be wise. Mm. Um, so that is the best thing you can do for people. Um, but that means you're going to have to have conscious control and not be triggered by other people's fear. So we change and we evolve one mind at a time. That's the only way there is. And I think a lot of the shortages in the shopping center, in the supermarket at the moment is that reactionary fear. Totally. There's no pasta. So next time I go to the shop, I better buy up on pasta. Not because I think we're going to, not because I think there's going to be a world shortage, but if I don't get it now, everyone else is going to get it. So we're kind of, our fear has been generated because of the shortages created by other people's fear. And it kind of just circulates around that. It's it's kind of hard not to be reactionary in that sense. Yeah, fight, flight, or freeze. You know, the economy's frozen because people have. Mm. Um, people are getting angry and, and and turning outwardly. You know what I mean? Again, this is fear. It it, uh, um, it compromises us and and absolutely compromises our behaviour. Um, so you know. Again, I would love to say it's a conscious decision for everyone to either be harmonious and wise right now or, or, or to step down. But once if people are still in action, reaction, they're compromised. That's why first lesson needs to be become consciously aware. So you realize you're just you're fighting someone or you're standing too close to someone or you're interfering with someone. You know what I mean? Or mm. actually, I, I, like you noticed with yourself, that was a great self-realization. I'm, I'm angry right now. I better not move with that. <laughs> so you can self you know regulate uh so until humanity learns to become consciously aware we're going to be stuck in action reaction you know associated with our ego and associated with self-preservation and, and um this is a very uh instinctual um process of, of self-preservation but surely we can evolve out of being a fear-based creature into a more loving and caring one mm. even my dog when I take him for a walk, he's, he hasn't been that great walking on the leash and I'm trying to use this time now to, to help train him a lot and, and help him be a lot better on the lead and he's very reactionary around other dogs and hey, maybe he's working off my fear and anxiety there too. But I've noticed that if I start walking him when and I'm in a really calm, present state, he's much better. <laughs> yes. So it absolutely is contagious. It absolutely affects not just ourselves and the people, but our pets, our animals around us as well. One of the other things you've been you were talking about last time is to be able to be in a state of presence. And you mentioned it today as well, without the continual chatter. As we were driving to the doctors this morning, I mentioned to my sons that I was talking to you today, and I said how because of your meditation practices, you are, um, you don't have that internal chatter anymore. And I, I think about that quite a bit when I'm cleaning the dishwasher particularly or brushing my teeth. Or it, I, I'm consciously aware of that more so when I'm doing chores and I try to use that as a moment to practice having no internal chatter, just being present in the moment. This might be a funny question, but without internal chatter what what's your mind doing where is your consciousness is it on observing your family is it on observing this conversation right now is it what's your mind doing remember you can let go of everything outside and feel the beautiful nature of your own spirit within that's it it's it's we we it's not always about outside like that's part of this is is have a relationship with outside things for sure and a harmonious one but um you know you have this beautiful thing inside of you this life force energy um so even better rather than trying to be mindful when you're doing the dishes or doing a chore because the reality is you're doing something i'm still doing i'm not being 
Exactly. You're still yeah. doing something. We're called human beings, remember? Yeah. So um, maybe we can change it to, uh, you know, instead of do life better, be better. <laughs> you probably said that last time too. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, because when you're, it's, when you're doing something, doing is a distraction from being a lot of the time because people being in action, reaction, they're, they're not really sure how they're being. They're so distracted by what they're doing. So when you're sitting alone with your own thoughts and there's nothing to do, then how comfortable are you? Um, that is the time to do the meditation practice and to, to study your inside world and to get comfortable with your being nature. Because if you're uncomfortable outside, you know, with people, but you're uncomfortable inside, where can you go? Mm. So when you, when you can detach from the doing and when you can detach from the disharmony of the world, if it's there, um, you can open to the beauty of your own spirit inside. That's, that's the amazing part here is, is to start to realize how amazing you are not because life isn't just something that's happening outside it's happening inside of you uh so connect to that and, and that is your self-expression and when you connect to that then that is your willpower too because remember the conscious awareness that is will will defined is the the, de the the deliberate and conscious choice of action so are you doing things out of habit or are you doing things because you consciously want to experience that is it coming from you or is it just coming from habit or is it coming from action, reaction and fear? So as you start to detach from all these habits, you know, inefficient ones and, and from what the world thinks you should do and, and how you've been conditioned, you start to uh, connect inside and, and become less driven by money and less driven by other people's opinions. And really it just comes down to what is it I want to experience? And, and that's what life's about is you're here to have experiences. So, what experiences do you want to have? You. And when you, you come inside, you can sense that. And that is your will, just looking for experience. And that is you just living your life. So quieten your mind, open up to that nothingness inside and that beauty of your own energy that is your spirit, your mind. And what is it you want to do in life? What is it you want to experience? And, and pay close attention to those experiences so you learn and if you don't learn, then you'll keep repeating. <laughs> so that's that's the essence of life. But somewhere along the way, we made it a bit more complex than that. Oh, we certainly have. Certainly Me. have. Um, and okay, so during these times, and um, conscious of your time with us today, is there anything else we haven't spoken about that could be really beneficial for our listeners right now? Um, I would just suggest. Uh, like always to to look at whenever – well, first take to heart that uh, hardship is strength being earned. So if you're in challenging situations right now, don't, um, uh, uh, don't be fearful. Look for the opportunity. Don't loop through any threat. Uh, so calm your mind and, and ask yourself, what is the opportunity here, you know, to not only grow outwardly if it's your business or if it's your skills or if it's your knowledge, but how can my life become better? That is a great mindset to start troubleshooting these challenging times. Um, and then just just uh, where is it that you're going to evolve as a result of that? You know, you might want to strengthen your immune system you, so you can learn about that. Um, you might want to hopefully, you know, stop thinking about everything else. Mm -hmm. That's really been the theme today, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, how are you going? You know, take time every day to do your Keely meditation practice and connect with yourself and, and detach from anything that's going to suck your life force energy or distract you away from, from living a great life. And, and, you know, that's the opportunity here is to not just make your skills and your knowledge better, um, but to make your life better. And, and, you know, as a result of what you're learning and what you're journaling down, now you have new things to practice. So I would, you know, more than anything else, we could talk all day about performance and about, you know, strengthening the immune system and performance things, because obviously I'm a coach as well, but the most important thing is your mind. If your mind has perception, your mind is fearless. If you, if you have openness to life without being affected to it, you'll know what to do. So let's, let's train that part of us and then you'll know what to do. <laughs> nice one. Um, Matt, and, Thank you for your insights today. And even just um, your presence is calming. <laughs> you might have noticed oh, I was probably a bit more tense at the start of this interview today and I'm sitting back a lot more now and just feeling a lot calmer in your presence. And um, 
again, speaking with you, I feel really inspired to um, attain even you know, a percentage of what you have in terms of your presence, your ability to be an observer, your ability to, to simply be and experience life and enjoy the richness of life and, and to act in line with your values and your beliefs. Um, again, to not be reactionary, but to be a, a wise response. Yeah, I wanted everyone to know I just I wasn't born this way, you know. I, I I was angry and you know, I had some anxiety and I just and I'm certainly not perfect now, but you know, over the years I just evolved because I, mm. I spent the time, you know, like just this is your life. This is, so spend the time and it is so worth it. Um that's that's the most important thing. Actually what you mentioned just then about uh, you were someone who was really anxious in the past as well. This is, I've been noticing myself during this practice that I'm, because I'm more aware of the emotions I'm experiencing at the, in the moment, I've become a lot more aware of how often I used to experience anxiety and yep. how often I still experience it right now. Um, there was way more anxiety in my life than I thought, and even in the current moment, the present moment. And by doing this meditation, I'm noticing that I'm catching it earlier yeah, and I'm able to distance myself from it a lot earlier, and then take that braver action, <laughs> keep moving, yeah. keep being the person who I want to be. Um, yes. Yeah. So, and that's coming from the way that you've inspired me, Matt, through our previous conversation as well. So, thank you. You know, all these things you you don't need an intellectual belief system to run your life, because people can write that down on a bit of paper. You know what their core values are, and and their moral compass, but if you're not connected to that, then you you just you tend to not stay on your pathway. The funny thing is, is is your mind is way better than you can intellectualize anyway. So it's not about all these intellectualizations and belief systems. It's about connecting to yourself, and you'll just follow the path of harmony, and that is the most important thing. And then in time, you know, people hopefully like a lot of you know, say my corporate clients and other people that I'm coaching right now. Uh, in time, people, because you're saying, you know, I'm having an effect on your energy right now. Um, and in time, hopefully, people will admire you, you know, and as they have me, not just because of what you do, but more importantly, because of who you are. Mm. That is what is inspiring. You're, you're being nature. And let that precede what you do. First, you know, make a decision on how you're going to be. And train yourself to to be in that place. And then your doing will just be a natural response. You don't need to worry about the doing. If you're in a place of wisdom, it'll take care of itself. If you're fearless, you, you I don't mean reckless because that doesn't have awareness in it. I mean um, fearless in a sense that is associated with awareness. You'll just know what to do. And that becomes your guide in life, you know, in every single moment. So it's not about all these intellectualizations and, you know, it's just they, they actually become a block. Just open your life and just be yourself and, 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 and sort out your, your stuff along the way and get rid of the blocks and, and get rid of the limitations and you just become a more pure you. This is not about you, you know, conforming to society or to any, how anyone else thinks you should be. It's about you becoming the pure version of you uh, without blocks from fear or previous patterns and habits and trauma that has changed you in a way that's become negative. There's so much I can keep learning from you, Matt. <laughs> and I, I love episode again, don't you? <laughs> that's right. I, I love the way you keep challenging what I say. Um, I love that. You, you pick up on the the nuances of the language I'm using, and then you're challenging that to help me gain greater perspective and awareness and wisdom, and then the listeners as well. And I think that's one of the things I value so much in chatting with you. Just your continual challenge of my thought processes and the way I see things and, and again, who I'm being, that, that tendency to be a doer instead of a beer. So, Matt, thank you. Maybe we do need another chat later on. <laughs> um, but Matt, just quickly, how can our listeners connect with you? How can they um, engage with your different courses? How can they connect? Yeah, so I'm on social media, uh, Instagram and uh, Mac Riggs and Mac Riggs uh, Coaching on Facebook as well. Um, my website is uh, macriggs.com.au. 
Um, and on that, they can sign up to my newsletter. And once every couple of weeks, I send a newsletter just with some inspiration um, and some thoughts on how you can make life better. So they can sign up to that. And, and soon I'm going to have some online programs as well that people can um, can access. But that's the best way to stay in contact is either via social media or sign up to the, the newsletter. Fantastic, Matt. Thank you. And there's one more question I'd like to ask. I asked you this last time as well, and I've even got your response written down here. I'm not going to tell you just yet because I want to see what you say today. And that is, what does doing life better mean to you, particularly now? Uh, I, I have to come back to the being, not the doing, and that is just to, to let awareness guide me. That's it. Trust, trust my feeling and let awareness guide me and that it'll always guide me in the right direction. I, I, I don't need to fear life. Just trust my awareness and um, that'll take me where I need to go and everything will be fine. Awesome. Thank you. Do you want me to read to you what you said last time? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it was last time you said go after what you are attracted to and go after it in a way that you are fearless and aware. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so that's pretty similar to today. You spoke about the awareness and the fearlessness today. So thank you. Yeah. Um, Matt, I know I've said this already. You're an inspiration. Um, you give, speaking with you today gives me hope in terms of, you know, who I'm hoping to become myself and in who I'm being with my family, who I'm being with colleagues, friends, um, with the world around me, but importantly, who I'm being with myself and how I'm experiencing life in the world around me so um yeah matt as i said at the start your messages are aspirational for me but also a reminder of who to be in the current moment so yeah matt it's been a joy today thank you very much for joining us right yeah good to see you again dave and, and uh thanks for listening uh all your guests we'll speak to you again another time yeah awesome thanks matt Well, there we have it, friends. You could probably tell how much I really enjoyed chatting with Matt during this one. And again, he really challenges the way that I think and who I'm being and who I'm becoming. And a lot of his messages stay with me day in, day out, and also reminds me of the person I'm working towards becoming. So again, I hope this chat with Matt Griggs today was really helpful for you. Please do share it with someone in your family or one of your colleagues or friends or whoever. Share it with someone right now. Someone you know will really benefit from hearing from Matt's messages today. Share this episode on Instagram. Matt would love to know that you've been listening and what you got out of it. You can connect with Matt on Instagram at Matt Griggs. That's M-A-T-T-G-R-I-G-G-S at Matt Griggs on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Matt on Facebook at Matt Griggs Coaching. His website with all of his courses is mattgriggs.com.au. That will all be in the show notes. Obviously, you're very welcome to connect with me at Dave Jorner on Instagram. And please do join our Facebook group, which is Do Life Better Podcast Group. It's a private group on Facebook. Love to see you as part of that family. So again, I hope this episode today with Matt was really helpful for you. Do give Keely Meditation a go. I downloaded the app called Keely Meditation. I downloaded the Kindle version of the book. It was like a 10-minute read. Really helpful for me. Give it a go. See how it works out for you. So whatever it is that you're getting up to this week, all the very best as you continue working towards doing your life just that little bit better each and every day. Thank you very much for joining me today and I can't wait till next time. 